The Silent Letters podcast is an extension of the Slater's Playhouse advice column. Like the blog, the podcast focuses primarily on responding to letters related to love, sex, romance, and relationships. However, the podcast airs some of our coaching sessions. Though everything we say during our podcast may not be what each and every person wants to hear, just know the advice is situational and catered to a specific person. With coaching, we do not tell others what they need to do. However, we provide them with suggestions of what they can do. Our coaching sessions are not a replacement for therapy. We focus on the future and look to the past for guidance only. If you desire to have a coaching session with us, please schedule your appointment on our website. If not, feel free to submit your letters to our advice column. And welcome to the Silent Letters Podcast. How the fuck that when I literally start to record, I get a fucking call. And I'm talking about uh, I need, we need to be professional. <laughs> and I'm already cussing. And just to let you know, all this shit is really going. Like, who, who's calling me from <laughs> Illinois? Scammers. Leave a, huh? Scammers? I don't know. You might be right. Unless they leave a voice message, then I'll figure that out after that. Maybe they offer me some money. Who knows? <laughs> I ain't taking that shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, I'm here to talk about your um, vehicle warranty and shit. Okay. Mm. Now, <laughs> I was supposed to be introducing the damn podcast. Anyways, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Halilopi Podcast. This is the this is the host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. Or if you found me on that end of um, the spectrum, Sebastian's Adam. So however you found me, welcome. And I'm happy that you're here. On today's episode, I have this Negro Hakeem on the line. He's a friend of uh-huh. mine. <laughs> he comes he uh we go back to the mercer days from undergrad uh undergrad and whatever this is my twin everybody um like we do look similar but we do not look the same and all this other shit um mm. props to this negro because he is out here doing the damn thing and i mean literally doing the damn thing but before i get to my side of stuff hakeem introduce yourself to the audience and just let them know about you what's up what's up um my name is hakeem it's a pleasure to meet (laughs) y'all um i am a young african-american male a professional young african-american male in the wonderful world of counseling um i am going for my licensure uh for my apc in the state of georgia um i'm also nationally certified at this current time um so yeah that's a little bit about me i'm also an aries (laughs) <laughs> that's all that's about you that's all that's all nothing, nothing else important. i mean i said a lot of stuff I, I mean i'm not as good good at looking as like you know Vern because he's got the whole twist and everything but oh you my know God, this nigga, fuck you. <laughs> 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 meanwhile this man over here um, popping up thirst traps and shit all over facebook got the teeth looking real hey. clean and shit <laughs> I'm taking my glasses off because I look better without those. This this is now now is that time that I feel as though I need to look better than this nigga for real. So let me go ahead and uh, take the glasses off. Actually, I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. So y'all, I low-key kind of look up to this dude because he's just that amazing for real, for real. He is really out here changing people's lives, helping people um just heal. Um, as he mentioned, he is in the mental health field. So major props up to him. I'm trying to catch up to him low key. 
because I'm trying mm-hmm. to, you know, get that MFT thing going on. Uh- <laughs> See, I'm trying to be like you out here, Playboy. You over here got a whole business. Well, you know, that is a thing. <laughs> God. So I'm just so happy that you are here. Um, but today we are going to be talking about some online versus traditional dating. Once again, everybody, because we all have different perspectives on this thing. So first off, um, between those two realms of dating, which one do you prefer? Um, I prefer traditional dating only because like, I like first impressions, right? So if I can't like actually get feel your vibe like in person and kind of like get a good visual because let's face it like a picture says a thousand things right Mm -hmm. and when you're looking at a picture you're looking at this girl or or guy or whoever and you like oh okay they got some jeans on they got a nice shirt they makeup done or they got a nice fresh haircut and stuff instantly when i see that my mind goes to dollar signs like i'm i'm not even gonna lie how much upkeep am I ha- going to have to put in this person? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get that first impression from you face to face and know and temper my expectations because, you know, somebody can just say something wrong. You're like, oh, this person is human. That mm. kind of thing. That's that's a valid statement right there. So you prefer the uh, traditional way. Now, um, when it comes to traditional dating, you know, that's look uh, go engaging with people face-to-face very often, Mm -hmm. even meeting them in person, uh, meaning we go to the same church. I've been looking at you for some time and I just was like, you know, we could praise the Lord together and I could have you call out the Lord's name. Just (laughs) how you try to make this go off (laughs) this damn church? You know, that's kind (laughs) of like traditional dating in a non-toxic way. (laughs) Right. I've been looking at you from across the way there, Martha. Let me uh, slide between them cheeks and read you the good word. (laughs) There's a pastor out here who just felt hurt and attacked because he know he used that (laughs) exact line let me praise for you let me lay some hands on your mouth (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you the holy ghost in more ways than one (laughs) so is there a specific place now that we're talking about church a specific place where you typically find people that you somewhat interact with like um Mm -hmm. is it the gym that you find most of the people that you're interested in is it church is it uh, a random restaurant while you're getting something to go these are COVID times I also want to know how that plays into your dating life too so I'm a shy person like I I put on good airs and stuff I do post a lot of thirst traps and shit on Facebook but I am very shy in real life um so yeah so whenever I actually meet somebody it's in to my like it's in my day-to-day activities like if I'm going to the grocery store or getting some shoes or like you know basic shopping kind of shit right or if I'm out to eat I might see the waitress be like this waitress is kind of hot let me see if I can drop a $20 tip be like hey girl because here's the thing about waitresses if you drop a $20 tip on any sort of bill and say oh yeah this is like your whole tip they'll be like did you mean to leave the whole thing for me and then you're just like yeah <laughs> and that's when you proceed to just go ahead and get them digits and let the good times roll but yeah it's just like day-to-day activities and stuff because i'm a firm believer in like you know when you see her or him or her or them when you see them doing their thing or whatever it's just gonna instantly click like i i believe in that kind of weird shit 
I feel that. I feel that. I need to get on your type of level on that kind of strength because I know my shy ass don't do it. That's why I prefer online. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly you've had success in that and I'm Mm -hmm. happy to see that. So my question is, is with being shy, um, do you Mm -hmm. often rely on that person to initiate the, like to initiate conversation with you? Or do you in a moment, like swallow that shyness and just be like, okay, nigga, take action, take action, take action, then, you know, proceed. So it's like, most of the time I rely on the other person, but if you catch me on a good day, then I'm gonna be like, all right, it's time to shine. Like I might talk to them, like compliment them, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, really make them feel warm and welcome because as a like counselor, that's probably like a part of my job to make them feel or make a person feel like they're being heard and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I kind of tap into that while I'm talking to somebody because everyone wants to be noticed, like True. on some level, even the most lone wolfish motherfucker wants to be noticed um so yeah just kind of like approach it from that angle Hmm. so would you say the majority of your dating history come from those uh, women that you've met um in traditional settings yes most of my um hookups friends with benefits um dating partners have been people that i have um you know had some sort of face-to-face interaction with most of the nine times out of 10, they end up liking me like first. And then like, I kind of grow to like them. Um, but I will say that I have tried the online dating thing and there was one success that happened from it. And we're still friends to this day. And we talk about psychology and all that kind of stuff because, you know, that's what we connect about. Um, but yeah, most of my stuff in person. Yeah. Wait, which, which app did you use? Don't tell me it was Tinder. No, it was not Tinder. No, okay. it was okay Cupid. Um, OKC is all right, but you know, I I didn't swipe past everybody in my area and making a butt so big. Like <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the selection pool with the making is saturated. That's all I can say. <clears throat> I'm not going yeah. back there. <laughs> but here's the thing, here's the thing that I don't understand. How you got uh, so there are like Instagram baddies that are in making but they're not on like dating sites i don't get it like do they like not like people or what like well for for me i'll say it's all about the thirst trap um situation because if Mm -hmm. you are that fine and you and you are uh you know baddie in that sense uh you know instagram Mm -hmm. um what what the influencers there we go Uh, if you are here uh influencer you don't need tinder to help you date anybody you don't need any of these apps because guess what Mm -hmm. any thirsty motherfucker is going to slide in the dm so yo yo dating app is literally your platform but here's the thing okay so i don't know how you feel about this but i feel like the finer you are the more trash people come into your life the uglier you are the better people come into your life how you feel about that well that means i'm fine as fuck yes because <laughs> i keep <laughs> meeting some trashy ass people um so, i would say i can see that because um uh, I, I i would think that is playing on not playing on other people's insecurity but i think that stems from uh an individual projecting their insecurities that they know mm-hmm. that this person is extremely beautiful and they either 
uh, have been educated in some way that the only way to get them is to tear them down or um, mm -hmm. treat them like trash or you know, bel belittle them in some way to make them feel less beautiful than what they look like, uh, well, what they appear on the outside. So of course, mm -hmm. let me tear them down. And when you are someone mm -hmm. on, on the unattractive uh, spectrum, uh, of course mm -hmm. you might get those people who just want to tear you down, but you've lived through that so much through your life that it's just like, you don't bother me. Um, so they mm -hmm. kind of, I would say, will weed that out. And mm -hmm. it's like, you, after that, all you're getting is good energy because you're not focusing on that negativity. And then for the beautiful, the extremely beautiful person, then what is it that they have? They don't have that protection because their beauty helped them rise to whatever the status that they have today. Right. I'm just, I'm glad you talked about that and said that because there's been times when I'm just like, I'm the only person that feels this way. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I feel so validated. <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> that's part of my job <laughs> so what is some things that you look to do actually let me change that question what sure. is a first date for you like what do you like to do for your first dates and the second mm -hmm. question to piggyback on that the famous question who pays for the first date oh well okay so first date or first ideal date is just me getting to know the person, right? No phones, no like weird activities, like, oh, we were on bowling, that kind of stuff. None of that. It's just a simple, hey, let's meet up for coffee or tea, whatever you like, maybe a smoothie. Sit down, get to know each other. Nothing too heavy, because, you know, when you start eating all that weird kind of, you know, high, high price food, quote unquote, your stomach start bubbling because you ain't used to it. You worried <laughs> about the bill. Like a lot of stuff comes up during that low cost, low effort, little first date, because you might not like the person. Um, but yeah, that's typically my first date. I will pay for the first the first date only because I feel like it's my responsibility as a dude. I know we ain't doing gender stereotypes and shit, but I just feel that way. Um, yeah. And also, like, it's just out of courtesy. Like if I pay for this first one and I don't like you, then I feel comfortable saying like, okay, this wasn't a good date. Like, you know, let's switch it up or, hey, not really feeling this. Can we stop? That kind of stuff. I can respect that. Like that is, that's a very valid point. Um, <clears throat> and I like that you mentioned a very low cost first date because I know for myself, uh, I used to preach just have free dates. Um, but now I, mm -hmm. now that there's a lot more things to do like either go to a hookah bar go to um mm -hmm. like you said a coffee shop go to barnes mm -hmm. and nobles anything like that like now there are a lot more options you can still have a very cheap date that is damn near uh, free the holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression when it comes to sexual expression we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually for those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. 
The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. very cheap date that is damn near uh, free um Mm -hmm. and i'm with you on getting to know the person um just to figure out who you are as a human being because what you say over text might not be who you are in reality and i like to figure that out i like to see the truth of the person Uh, Mm um and there are certain things that you cannot hide which is tone so mm-hmm. <laughs> how you treat other people that is around us um, during this mm-hmm. day is also something, something that's important. Are you the, are you the type of part, person that just wants to speak to the manager at the smallest inconvenience, something Ooh. that you can easily fix? Like, how dare you bring onions on my burger when I ask for no onions? Bitch, take the fucking onions off. That's how I was raised. <laughs> my mother <laughs> used to tell me all the time, you take those onions, onions off yourself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I asked for no onions, mama. Take them off. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, come on. You can't be treating people bad in front of me because then I got to let you go. Um, now, the second part is who pays for the first date? It depends on how I feel most of the time. Mm-hmm. Typically, like if we're going out to like a restaurant or something like that, I will, I prefer to go Dutch. And the reason why I like to go Hmm. Dutch is because I actually want to see how you spend your own money. Oh, wow. So think about that. (laughs) If, um, if you're, if we're at a restaurant and you are frugal with your money, I will have that expectation that you are someone who wants to be frugal. However, when it comes to that second date and I see that you are more so wanting to be expensive with my money, then I already know at that point, then this is not going to be a balanced relationship that I'm looking for. You're not looking mm-hmm. for a partner, the type of partnership that I want, where this is uh, equal, um, equal, well, I don't want to say 50, 50, cause I hate that 100, 100, uh, <laughs> that we both are putting in the same effort into making sure that we are standing together, that we can build a foundation that is balanced between the two of us. And if I'm having to give out everything just to make you feel pleased, then what's the purpose of me being here? Because I like for me, I don't want a partner that wants to drain all of my assets so that they can reserve theirs. Mm, That's the most selfish thing ever. Like, why would you want to drain your partner's assets? Like, I never understood that when, you know, Breakfast Club, people talk about it or like, Steve Harvey morning show talks about it all that kind of shit like I never understood that why would you want to take your partner and put them through that kind of turmoil everyone loves money everybody likes buying shit Mm -hmm. like why would you do that to somebody right and I that's I always thought of that as being something a little bit toxic as oh yeah even when it comes to some uh some uh women who may think that oh I need him to pay for everything and if you're not providing anything else and you know some people just bring in oh I'm paying top dollar for her she better put out okay that's even toxic in itself but Mm -hmm. if you're not going to do anything I'm paying for these $300 purses if you're not helping Mm -hmm. me run my business then why are you here Mm -hmm. I agree like mm -hmm. you know what that brings me to something that somebody said on Facebook right um I Okay, so not to kind of like be hostile about this, right? Be hostile. To be like from 
no, no, no. I mean, when I saw it on Facebook, you know how I am on Facebook. I just mm-hmm. get real like, mm. but she, she said, this, this woman um, of the other side of the coin, she said <laughs> that I need a man who's going to be a provider and uh, basically they like to make a long, like three paragraph statement short. I, she wants a man who's going to protect like their house, like household, family, kids, all that kind of stuff and provide for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I just sat there and I, after reading all that, I was like, but what's like, why wouldn't the woman as well do that? Like, where's your responsibility in that? Like, you can't just throw everything on the dude to be like, oh, the man's supposed to be a provider and protector and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but the woman is also obligated to protect the children and protect the household as well. Mm. Like, if you go back to like way, like way, way back and stuff like that, the goddamn army's not is coming for you know the land. They don't give they don't give a fuck who's on that land. It could be women, it could be children, it could be anybody. They coming for that land. (laughs) They is coming. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Oh, I think it's a lot of the indoctrination that happens within, you know, colonialism. Let's put it that way <laughs> to yeah. avoid saying racism. But, um, <laughs> but like, um, you have these beliefs that the man has to be the sole provider in all of this. And I'm like, when you look at the history of what, you know, like hunter gathers uh, civilizations, you have. Mm-hmm men out there working and um, gathering and hunting. You have women out there hunting and gathering. It is mm-hmm. a unisex thing to be a provider and a caregiver uh, within these mm-hmm. communities. But here we are now in today's age, thinking that we are beyond those individuals. And we think mm-hmm. that the man has to do this one thing. The woman has to do this one thing. When literally looking at that back in the day, we're fighting for those things in the streets right now. Like mm-hmm. women's rights to work. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I, I get wanting to fall within certain gender roles or any specific traditional position within the family. I get that. That's fine. But mm-hmm. you also have to make sure that the person that you're engaging with is willing to be that for you. So it's mm-hmm. like, don't ask for somebody to be paying paying for Gucci bags and you dating somebody who can only go to the uh, flea market. Right. Know, know what you're getting into. Like, the hell? I would never, like, I would never go to, like, a ch- like a chaste woman who's of, of the church and stuff. Be like, hey, girl, like, I'm trying to get between them legs. Like, never. Never. I'd be like, hey, can you introduce me to your pastor? I would greatly appreciate that, ma'am. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, switch it up. Like, come on. That's a good line. Hey, intri- you know, we should go to Bible study sometime, you know. But hey, that, like I said, you have to play You have to play the field that you're playing in. You have to mm-hmm. not, not treat everyone the same. You have to literally know who you're engaging with. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. not a spiritual person, don't go to, or even a religious person, don't go to that circle trying to find somebody. Yeah, they might be beautiful. Yeah, they might be fun to, you know, hang out with and do this, that, and the third. But know what you're getting into. Right. I will say this. I did try to, like, I thought, like, I was back when we were at Mercer, right? You know, I was working on the university center. Mm -hmm. There was a fine girl. There was a girl who was there who was, like, really religious and stuff, right? And I was like, 
should I convert? Like, should I be like a Christian for this? And then I was like, no, 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 no. So then one day I like, I literally asked her, I was like, why are you a Christian? And then she told me the reason why and stuff like that. And I was like, do you think it's wrong to like change your religion in order to like, you know, for another person? Knowing she, I, she wasn't, we weren't talking about each other and shit like that. But it went to this whole thing, like, you know, if God, like, if God wants you to change your religion or, you know, wants to convert you or whatever, you want to convert, then you'll feel it and all this other kind of stuff. And I was just like, that's a good answer. Yeah, and then, like, the next, like, after that, I was just kind of like, it's not worth it, though. Like, I can't <laughs> sit, <laughs> I can't sit down and be like, God, Lord, please, like, I'm powerless. Like, I, I just can't. <laughs> I feel you on that. Like I, I know for myself, I cannot date anyone like long term who is a devout Christian. I could date a Christian, I just can't date a devout Christian. If you're telling me mm-hmm. I need to go to church every fucking Sunday, I'm just going to tell Whoa. you, you know what? <laughs> There's a strip pole over there. Just call him a name. I don't know how to slide down the shit, but I'm about to learn. <laughs> make it rain. Make it rain. <laughs> oh damn. I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. Mm-mm. Like, mm, I just can't. More power mm-hmm. to those who are. Y'all Y'all yeah. have a strength that I, I just do not. Let me be a heathen, okay? Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thou shalt I, got not like judge. Two, I got two years of heathen left in me. <laughs> two? Yeah, I'm 28, 29, 30. We stopped heathenism at 30? I'm stopping my heathenism at 30. Uh, mm Mm. 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 <laughs> I need to go to the drawing board on that one. Oh damn. If I'm cuffed by then, we, we shall see. I just know by 35 I'm really going to be focusing on like children, mm-hmm. but mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> like women here's the thing about being a black man who's educated, right? You got women, black women constantly saying, like, oh you're a catch you're a unicorn you educated you ain't in debt out here slinging drugs or nothing like that wow i'm like it's not hard people like (laughs) there's plenty of us out here right (laughs) and i'm like hey like don't gas don't gas me up because if you gas me up i'm gonna be up here and you won't be down here (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) call me a no good nigga i'm like maybe you're right i am a good no good nigga (laughs) Look, you want to know something that's crazy? So I this is back in uh, <clears throat> my residence life. I should have never done this. This was very inappropriate. <laughs> but, um, this was um, the professional side. And I was talking to some of my staff and the Aries, and we were just talking about picking up chicks and everything. And they were like, Mr. Scott, is there like an easy way to literally pick up uh, chicks? And I was like, yeah, there's actually, you go say a few words and easily pick up somebody. And while mm-hmm. in the room, because uh, one of the uh, volunteers, uh, she she was in the room, <clears throat> actually two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said the words and both of them was like, mm. and I literally said, if you fuck with me, I could fuck up your life. And both of them was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, they was like, uh, Mrs. Scott, that really will work. Ask. They was like, yeah. I thought about it for that second. <laughs> you know what? I say that shit constantly. I just like, hey, you don't want these problems. It's either you don't want these problems. I'm too much for you. And like, I'm just like, hey, listen, you, I really ain't looking for nothing right now. But I mean, you could try. 
look, <laughs> but you have to be careful with that. This is coming from uh, people who are healed. The, look, if you do that to the wrong person, codependency is a bitch. You don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. shit. Young men who just heard what I said, listen to that follow up codependency is a bitch do not manipulate these young women and if you use that line you better know who you're using it with (laughs) right i mean listen i would never never go to some like you know a random woman and be like start talking to her chatting her up and then drop that line because i don't know what i'm getting into she might have a whole body in the basement like come on guys Because it's the curiosity that will that draws them in. Oh, I kind of want to see how the hell he's going to fuck up my life. That, okay, you do that, you drop that line, right? And then, like, you know, maybe day two, not day two, like week two, week three. Then you'd be like, see, then you start dropping like some other stuff from other relationships. Like, man, old buddy, old buddy or old girl in the past. Like, you know, she was trying and I didn't really get there like that. And then she like, oh, a challenge. Accepted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're some toxic niggas. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be reformed out here, but Look, they just keep. We don't use our we don't use our tactics to manipulate. We just come straightforward and honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is. I told you what was happening when everything began. So yep, I'm always straight up honest. Right. Like, Oh, God. So I feel as though <clears throat> it is time to get into these cards. A little never have I ever. So we can see what the fuck you have done and have not done. Right. I don't like that one. I already got the answer to it, too. It was about um, being on an online dating site. Fuck that. <laughs> never have I ever called my ex while drunk. Nope. Never done that. Really? Uh, nah. Well, see, here's the thing, Vern. I don't get drunk often. And when I do get drunk, I don't have any exes to call. <laughs> like, either it's some, either it's somebody that I want to holler at. Like, for example, I was at Dungeons and Dragons one day, and this was back when I was drinking wine, like not on the regular, but every Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I was drinking wine, and this, like, I got a little bit buzzed. And when I get a little bit buzzed, I'm like really feeling myself. Like, shields are down. So I'm just like, all right, let me just go ahead and hit this girl up. I'm like, hey, girl, I'm trying to, like, talk to you and shit, and you look good. And I don't, like, I was just going on, like, showering compliments and stuff. And then I was like, let me just throw a little spice on there, trying to smack that ass, girl. And I was like, when I read that text message back, I was like, wow, I was wild. What happened? Did you send it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> See, that counts. That counts, even though it said call, text messages count. Okay. Right. <laughs> then yes, I have. Wow, I support that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. I was going to say, um, mm-hmm. young uh, people out here and older adults never trust someone who says they don't have exes. That means they're all currents. Toxic nigga. That's how I can. <laughs> I mean, listen. No, I mean. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the right one to be toxic with people. Like, <laughs> let me talk to America real, real quick. America, I am toxic. I want to find the right one to be toxic for and or with. That's it. I'm so done. 
Yo, this nigga really ain't toxic. <laughs> <laughs> toxic traits, because we all got them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, would you like to have another one? Sure. Never on. have I ever faked an orgasm. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, I have multiple times, actually. Multiple? Yeah. What? Like, mm-hmm. here's, here's the thing, Vern. I didn't want to get this vulnerable, but that, God dang it, you're making <laughs> me go there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have, okay, so I don't know. It's a, okay, so like, it's a mindset for me, right? I have to be in the mood. And nine times out of 10, I'm very anxious. Like, I'm an anxious kind of like performer, at least I think. Um, so I don't, I, like, with another person, I've never gotten that. Like, it's just something that just happens. I, I, I just don't. I can do it by myself, but with another person it's a whole different story so mm-hmm. like i'm pretty much like all right kind of tired of this kind of bored so let me see what else like it goes from all right i'm doing the thing to what else can i do what kind of faces can i make you make what kind of sounds can you make and then it goes from that to all right i'm tired now <laughs> <laughs> like, let's let's stop that mm-hmm. so what you're saying is that you haven't gotten the had the opportunity to orgasm right with the partner with the, with the partner mm-hmm. that is very interesting let me not go into my coaching mode I, i'm trying not to <laughs> we are not doing this because i have questions <laughs> oh <laughs> can i ask questions sure go ahead so have you have you tried other ways to um to make that happen outside of just like penetration and um like oral um have them engage in other things like you that you like as in them masturbating you teaching them how you like it Mm, I have not and I will say this like I don't know what it is about women and dicks right they always feel like they got a gorilla grip that shit (laughs) I don't know what it is I'm like I they need in sex ed class they need to teach women how to like grip a dick like because you just don't ham fist it you don't just fight the power of that shit you just kind of like gingerly grab it you know like you don't like you're grabbing someone's wrist you know what i mean mm-hmm. but um no i had as far as like experience or experimenting with other things i have not um would i be willing to yes would i be willing to do that with like any regular person no um it's just one of those things do you own a vibrating cock ring i don't i have been looking into that though you should get one and also use that during penetration too and see how that how that you know i know somebody who just heard that is like wait there's a such thing as a vibrating cock ring (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) there's one that is shaped in such a way that vibrates at the um um like if you angle it upwards meaning facing your head and you're mm-hmm. doing missionary is uh, in mm-hmm. such a way that you're actually vibrating and massaging the clitoris wow. while having sex so there are there are a lot of things out there <laughs> Interesting. and someone's going to be on google you're welcome mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> honey what Oh, uh, John, what's this history about vibrating concrete? Oh, 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 Martha, just <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the pastor. <laughs> pastor already got one sister. Heathens, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. all of you. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it's time to bring the house in order. 
The church minutes have been read. The announcement lady has said what needed to be said. We are going to have hot dogs and French fries at the service today. Don't forget to donate to the uh, Mother's Fund. The church needs more money. The, uh, the collection plate is going around. Make sure you donate. <laughs> <laughs> With all of that said, I do want to thank you, Hakeem, for being on this episode of the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and talk about sexuality. Do you have any last words for the audience? Um. Yeah. You know, stay peaceful out there. Stay beautiful, guys. Um. If you're ever looking for like any sort of counseling or anything like that, I encourage you to utilize your resources. Uh, Psychology Today is a good resource. Um. The, your local health department is a good resource as well. Check your insurance, yo. If you got insurance, if you got Medicaid or Medicare or whatever, they'll give you like some resources that are local to your area. Um. What else? What else? Oh. Also, every doctor, physician, um, and counselor, therapist, whatever, will work on a sliding scale if you ask. Never be afraid to ask the hard questions. Can I get this for free? Can you do me a favor? Help, help a brother out. That kind of stuff. Mm. Those are good words right there. Thank y'all so much for joining us this episode. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, comment. Just do whatever you need to do. We will be in touch. Thank y'all so much and enjoy the rest of your day. You're loved. You are all beautiful. Deuces. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.